Hi, everybody, and welcome to One Question with Pastor Adam. And hey, I'm Adam, and I am pastor to believers and doubters, to unfaithful Christians and faithful atheists. And friends, Jesus was not afraid of questions, and neither are we here at One Question with Pastor Adam. And so each week, on Thursdays at about 11 Pacific, sometimes 12 Pacific, whenever, whenever we want to do the show is when we're going to do the show. So <laughs> today we are at 1215 Pacific. We uh, sometimes we have some technical difficulties and here we are uh, on the live show. So welcome, everybody. It's good to have you here. I um, I am especially excited for this show today. Hey, Jose, good to see you. I'm excited for this show today because uh, we're in need of some good news. And, you know, it's been a rough couple of weeks uh, here in the United States. And I know many people were like, uh, we just we just had the 4th of July and many of us didn't want to celebrate. What is there to celebrate about uh, the United States these days? Well, I've got something for you. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I've got something for you because today we have Seba O'Kiley, my witch friend. Can you, isn't that awesome? I am a Christian pastor and I have recently made friends with witches. And you know what I'm learning? I have probably been friends with witches for like most of my life and I just didn't know it. But now I am discovering uh, more witches are out there. They're like, I've had witches. I have witches in my congregation. And it opened my eyes to seeing how beautiful and awesome, lovely our witch friends are. And uh, as I'm saying that, I know that there are probably some witches who are not so nice. <laughs> Just like there are Christians who are not so nice. You may have run into a few of them, right? Okay. So anyway, I was on, Seba is the Southern Fried Witch, and uh, Seba has a website and also a podcast, and I was on her podcast uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and we had just, I just had so much fun, so much fun on the Southern Fried Witch podcast. And so Seba was like, if you want me to come on your show, I'd be glad to do that. And so today we are going to do kind of a, uh, we're just going to get to know Seba and the spirituality of being a witch. And I'm going to bring Seba on, but Friends, being a witch is dangerous in the United States, especially in the southern United States. Uh, you probably know why, because it's big Bible belt. And uh, so Seba is going to have on the live show a black screen. We're not going to show Seba because um, um, it's safer that way. So what we are going to do is bring Seba in. Hi, Seba. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> great, great. I am so excited. I've been waiting like three weeks uh, for this ever since we talked before. I am so excited to talk to you. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Glad to be here. I had such a great time and we are bringing on um, Seva's artwork on your website, <laughs> which is which is uh, Southern Fried Witch 
see, I've got it right here, southernfriedwitch.com, uh, where you've got your blog and you've got your podcast and all other kinds of information about who you are and what you are up to. And so uh, I just love that artwork that you have there. Actually, I saw it on um, a site and I thought I loved it. It was everything that I felt um, that I wanted to put out there in the world, you know, a little humor, but something also very bright and sunny. And I talked to the artist and she sold me the painting and the copyrights, but I still give her credit on my website. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, so I'm so glad that we get to use it. And we've got some folks in the comment section and uh, friends, if you have comments or questions that you want to throw in here, uh, feel free to put those in the comment section and we'll bring them in. Lydia says, I'm so glad you two are having another conversation. I am too, Lydia. <laughs> yeah. Lydia says, I loved, loved, loved. That's, that's, I did too. I, I did too. Uh, say those podcast episode. It was so much fun for me. So thank you again for being here. I, I kind of wanted to just kind of set up this conversation. Um, as I said earlier, I, I started having witches come to my church and I was like, this is new. And, uh, I had conversations with them about witchcraft and being a Christian witch, um, and what it kind of meant to them. Uh, and I'm just like, so curious about what it means to you because, I wanted to like say, um, what does being a witch mean? <laughs> and that's kind of like as silly as saying, what does being a Christian mean? Because it means different things to all, all of us. Uh, and so what I wanted to ask you about your path, uh, what, what led you to become a witch and what does being a witch mean to you? Um, I would also like to start with one of the most agreed upon uh, definitions of a witch would be a person who affects change. Mm. We believe that we have that kind of uh, interactional power. So there's one thing that I think we all could pretty much agree with. But for me, <laughs> I grew up down here in Alabama and witchcraft was all around. Um, we have a lot of influences from other cultures down here and it's a very haunted you know feel to it and there were there was witchcraft everywhere it just was never spoken out loud quite honestly one of the first places i was introduced to it was on a farm you know the belief in a certain stomp or a certain walk could bring in rain or bless a cornfield with certain pieces of glass and things like that and certain chants you know, um, I grew up right there at the beginning of the Trail of Tears, and I have Cherokee ancestry. So a lot of that informed my life and my path right from the very beginning. I don't really know how to say how I started being a witch because I feel as if, like many of us do, that I was born this mm. way. Wow. That I was born this way. Um you know, the, the con deep connection I have with plants and trees and animals and the deep empathy I feel. And it's sort of in my blood, possibly also in my bloodline, but I, I was, I was born this way. Um, a lot of witches I know, um, trained 
to be a certain way. And I've even, of course, done a lot of research and a lot of training in my own life. But <laughs> being a witch inevitably to me is something that you already feel in your heart. It's like a calling, Pastor Adam. Mm. It's like a calling. And I know you know what that is. <laughs> yeah. A calling from, uh, you know, the great mother, a calling from mother nature and uh, gets in our bones very early and it's hard to fight and to not be a witch would mean for me to die spiritually. Mm. I, for me to convert would mean for me to feel like I was dying. Um, that's how important it is to me. I don't know if I walked off the path there with your, your question. No, not at all. What, um, <clears throat> what is the spirituality of nature um you're that yeah. you're that you're speaking to it's beautiful for me and i wish that my tradition uh would take nature creation whatever you call it much more seriously uh and we have a lot to learn from the ways that you talk about nature um in caring for the world uh tragically christianity has become known for um not caring for the world um, and so what, what is it, uh, with, within the, which tradition, which spirituality that, uh, connects you so closely to nature? I think I would, um, first have to back off and say that it's really a pagan sensibility. Mm. Um, you know, you can be a pagan and not consider yourself to be a witch or, you know, but most witches do consider themselves to be pagan. Mm. And that care for the earth, it, for me, and I think it's always best to say for me, mm -hmm. instead of trying to make a grand statement of witches everywhere. Uh, hey, Raylene. Hi. Uh, sorry. I've come to know Raylene. And that would be that God, as you call it. Um, well, you also call it goddess. Um, I've known people that just call it the force. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but for lack of a better way to put it, and in a way that's more relatable to anyone listening, God is in nature. Mm. The wisdom, the love, the growth, the mystery, everything, sustenance, healing, all of it, even death, which can be quite beautiful in nature, it's all there. That is, uh, that's church for me. Um, I learned so much more, you know, when people come to me and they say, what does it mean to be a witch? What would be the first thing I might try? <laughs> and this could be for anyone though. It doesn't matter what your spirituality is. I tell them grow something, even if it's, uh, you know, chives in a windowsill, uh, dandelions grow something from seed though. That's so critical from that moment watching it erupt with all that memory and becoming this living, beautiful thing that can uh, feed us or feed the bees or feed the deer or heal us through medicine and watch it go back to seed. It is the most, I'm getting chills in my arms mm -hmm. now because it is the most miraculous proof of something outside of ourselves I've ever known. And you have to experience it yourself through those processes to really get it. Mm. 
I love it. Um, yeah. I don't know that I've fully answered the question. Take me anywhere you want on this. No, that's great. <laughs> I mean, you are able to see. Would you would you say <clears throat> that you're able to witness the divine that is within us and beyond us, within nature, uh, within the plants that you're growing, and seeing the divine grow within all of that is a way of honoring uh, the thing that's bigger than ourselves? I'd say it's more important than seeing. And yes, it is the divine. I yeah. think it's taking part because for mm. me as a witch, it mm. is not enough to observe. It is not enough to separate myself from the natural world. I think the the most beautiful thing about being what I am is that I understand myself as part of the cycle. Yeah. Part of it. I am uh, I am a shepherd in a lot of ways of all these beautiful plants I grow. You know, I have a farm. And um, and I'm honored to be able to tend them. I'm honored because mm -hmm. I know that they tend me back. And yeah, it's it's the divine. What else could it possibly be? You know, for all the silliness that we hear about new age things, witchcraft is not necessarily new age at all. In fact, it's quite old. Um, just the idea that if you sing to a plant, it responds and it grows better. Mm. And all of the things they're learning about trees and how they communicate with each other and how they take care of their young. I forget how many miles away, up to mm. 10 miles away, something beautiful like that. Um, there's a language that we are not tapping into when all we do is sit and observe in a pretty little, you know, I guess, magazine cover or a nice tour somewhere to actually engage and make yourself part of that cycle necessarily means that we find ourselves protecting that cycle and the earth and all the beautiful you know, flora and fauna and animals and insects, suddenly we care more because we see how we are part of it, not outside of it. I love it. it um, in my tradition, there's this uh, passage uh, in scripture where it says that God or the divine is that in which we live and move and have our being. <laughs> it's this like the, the spirit the goddess, as you and I like to call it, whatever we like to call it, yeah. is bigger than ourselves. And it's here. It's present. It's within It's within creation. And we can participate in it. And hopefully we do um, to make it better, right? Uh, to, to participate with it in the growing of creation. Um, so, I, I mean, the more that I talk with you, the more I see such beautiful resonances uh, that I'm feeling uh, inside of myself. And um, so thank you for being here. And also we've got some yeah. comments here. Um, <clears throat> Gustina, hopefully I'm, hope I'm saying that right, uh, says uh, perfectly said. So uh, Lisa says that this is so relatable and uh, oh wow to, uh, to your, your comments. So uh, we're, we're all picking up what you're putting down. Um, and so thank you for that. Um, you mentioned like some history of 
of witch of uh, witchcraft. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Um, oh, I've, I've heard like all kinds of different things, and uh, that I recognize that's a bit like asking somebody to say, "Give me like the history of Christianity," um, <laughs> and that's not fair. Uh, and so, but go ahead, uh, give us the history, uh, some history of like which, like I know that like you are rooted in in Alabama in southern yes. United States and yes. um there's all kinds of witchcraft in Europe and in Africa and all over the world um and so maybe just give us uh whatever like that history means to you or where, where you find uh the importance of of that history you're right and how broad of a question it is. Um, I think the best I could do is to say that we have always been here. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, from a little town witch that would do healing potions and poultices and teas to, you know, the Greeks and most Native American cultures um, had something like it. Um, of course, not the word witch necessarily, which was sometimes considered to be something more dark, but they did believe in magical processes and magical use of herbs and medicine people. I, it's, it literally is a, a foundation of all cultures somewhere that there was someone there, you know, um, that would be a healer maybe, or a magi or someone who would um, try to be able to understand what the, illnesses were in people's souls. I mean, it just, what it means to me as I, I am both Cherokee and Celtic mm. and I marry those traditions, but I'm very um, grounded in my own geography. I believe that magic is science and science is magic, mm. uh, just not um, necessarily proven yet. And you, I also personally believe as a witch that my magic works best, you know, ground up rather than top down. So where I live, what the energies are here, what the plants are here, you know, what the, the ancestral history is here, all informs my craft. So for me to be able to speak about another witchcraft in another land would almost be cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. so I, I, I don't know that I would uh, consider doing that. And I do believe in a great mother goddess. I do worship God as a goddess, as, as um, you know, God as a woman, I suppose. But that's for lack of a deeper, mysterious understanding. You know, we have to um, assign, I believe we have to assign um, these things in our head to be able to, to envision who we love and, and who we worship and what our spirituality is. But Personally, I believe that, you know, once upon a time, God was a woman, mm. <laughs> you know, they found evidence of that yeah. 30,000 years ago in caves. And I just believe she shows her face to different cultures differently and ways that they can understand because God would never want someone to not understand. They would, I believe that the divine would want to show up in a way that would not frighten us and would look more like us and has uh, many faces, but one beating, beautiful heart. The great mama. I love it. The great mama. That's what great. I call her. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Justina. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Justina. And uh, I want to, 
I want to ask, like you've mentioned magic a couple of times. Um, what does what does magic mean to you? What what does that phrase? What does that word mean? Well, you know, that could take us down a lot of avenues, yeah. Adam. Um sometimes my magic is like a prayer and i know you know what a prayer is mm, i've done that a couple times yeah <laughs> right it's just that in mine i might incorporate a special packet of herbs a sweet mm. little song a candle may be lit okay my great mother is with me and these are the ways i'm connecting through nature and the tactile experience of it um and in a lot of ways, that's what it is. But to me, I do believe that we have energy. I believe that um, that we can share that energy. And you're right. It can be, oh, I hate using binary terms like good and evil, but not so great, you know, or even extraordinarily hurtful. Um, but I also believe it can be wonderful. And honestly, the uh, persecution of witches did not arise until well yeah you know the faith yeah. that there was you know that that kind of went hand in hand but um there's really no need in all that because mm -hmm. what we are doing is a lot like prayer yeah yeah a lot like prayer it uh it is a major part of christian history that um tragically is still with us today as you have experienced which is why we yes. um are keeping your screen black um and uh you know i the witch hunts were in the 16th 17th 18th century and they that's they they shouldn't be uh here today uh and so i am just so grateful to get to know witches like you and i i know that the world needs more witches like you um and you are a beautiful human being and i'm so grateful for you and our friendship lisa says when you said to not be a witch would feel like dying mm -hmm. it really drove that home <clears throat> it really drove that home for me imagine telling someone their way or meaning of life is wrong and making them feel like dying i also struggle with the christianity our ancestors and traditions uh, of our Christianity because our natural remedies and healing rituals could easily be seen as uh, witchcraft. <clears throat> um, I think, uh, Lisa, that's a, that's, a, that's a really great way of, of putting it. Um, I think that, I think that especially in Judaism, uh, there were, there have always been Jewish witches um, doing this kind of, of witchcraft. You can even find witchcraft in the Bible, including in numbers where there's a potion for an abortion. <laughs> that's, that feels like that's, that's witchcraft to me. It might be by a different name, but that's there. There are also like other kinds of uh, things within Jewish and Christian tradition uh, that look a lot like the witchcraft that Lisa is getting at. We just share so much in common when it comes to these things. Um, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or. Uh, um, yes, I loved, I think, is it Liza? Liza. Yes. yes. Absolutely loved that she picked up on that because those things are really the, the idea that your natural remedies and healing rituals from your ancestors, possibly your culture as well, could be um, 
for lack of a better way to put it, uh, demonized, mm. um, demonizes a lot of connective tissue that you have to your identity and who you are. And I can't imagine a God that would want you to feel that way. Um, yeah, that that's absolutely what it's like. You know, it all ties back into dogma. Um, one of the reasons that I hear a lot of people turning to witchcraft, and as you know, I've sent some of them to you, hmm. Pastor Adam, because I felt that they needed to nurture um, the remnants of their Christianity, and I thought you could help. But one of the reasons is because they're looking for more autonomy in their spirituality, more individuality. They wanted to feel it for themselves rather than to be told how to practice it and how to feel it and experience it. Um, dogma, really, I've told, I've felt this way for so long. It's a spirituality killer. If we're not going to be open-minded as you are being uh, Pastor Adam, with your one question that you're doing every week. It, yeah. I think we're closing off the spiritual experience. Go ahead. Is there, is there dogma within, within the spirituality of, of witchcraft? Is there like uh you're doing it right and you're doing it wrong uh, kind of rules that, that get in into even witchcraft? Oh, <laughs> we do have our infighting. Um, <laughs> Yeah. We have so many different, I don't know whether or not to call them sects or mm. um, paths, but we have so many different ways of understanding witchcraft. I mean, there's, there's Wicca, you know, and it can be family Wicca. It could be Gardnerian Wicca. It could be Dianic. Um, there's a Satru, you know, there's, there's so many different hoodoo, voodoo. There's so many different veins. So, that usually comes with a more coven experience. Um, and I'm, a coven, of course, is, you know, three or more witches gathered together. I have, I like, I am like way at um, zero on my knowledge of all of this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you are like throwing out terms that I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't, I've like, I have so many questions. Like, what are these terms that, that you are talking mm -hmm. about? Like, you've just explained a coven. So where uh, where three or more are gathered, that's a well. That's the way I understand okay. it. The witchcraft world is so insistent on autonomy that you could have. Uh, I mean, most of us do understand it that way, but you can have so many different ideas. It allows for that much. Um, you know, I, I just recently spoke on this, and I, I want to bring it back up. I saw Gloria Steinem in 2014. Mm. This is related. Um, at a local university and I had a unique opportunity to speak to her. And I remember everyone before I spoke privately with her in the audience, um, very prim and proper one, <laughs> even, even, you know, the more liberal of them, very prim and proper. And someone raised their hand and asked if, um, if the women's movement was still even valid mm. and if it was, what should we do? What could we do to assure women's rights? And Gloria answered very simply. She said, start a coven. Mm. And the whole audience was just frozen. This is in the Bible Belt. And she said, because, you know, together you can do more than you can do by yourself. And I understood what she was saying. But a coven 
um, it, it can be a wonderful place. It's almost like a gathering, you know, a fellowship and which is often need community too. And so like-minded ones who agree upon a certain ethos would gather together and do witchcraft together. And it's not necessarily terrifying. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it could be quite sweet, you know, the healing that they do. I know a lot of Christians who will come to a witch when everything else is broken and say, can you do that little thing you do? I, I really need extra help right now. I love it. I, <clears throat> we, uh, I don't know about your covens, but in our church, we sometimes have conflicts. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, one of, one of the witch members of the church, uh, said that she could cast a spell around our church for protection. Yes. Uh, and I said, yes, please do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. So she, she went, she walked around the church and did her thing. And I said, I stayed away from it. Uh, and mostly because I just wanted her to have the experience that she was going to have without me getting in the way. And yeah. when she was done, she came back and said, okay, I'm done. And I said, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, the more of this kind of spirituality uh, that we can put in the world, the more I'm, the better off we're, we're going to be. Um, it's always occurred to me that people often demonize something that they don't understand. But if your faith is real and if you're on a good foundation, what would possibly shake that? Right. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Amen. Heather says, I am a solitary practitioner. I'm glad you brought up rules because I feel outside of covens, especially where I live. Heather also lives in the South. Um, did, have you found it hard to create covens uh, where you live? Okay, well, I only have one <clears throat> and we are only five in number and we are 12 years old and we are closed. Um, and the reason is because we wanted to work closely with each other and we are all family related. Um, so it's a, a bit more of a family tradition. Um, there is a small community around here. Um, there always will be. They, pagans exist everywhere and the witches that create covens are everywhere. I do believe it is a little harder. I believe it's a little harder because you it's hard to find them. Hmm. You know, it's not like there's yeah. going to be an ad in the paper or a commercial on the television. Um, which witchcraft has always been secretive in some ways, even in the safer places to live. A lot of it is secretive. Um, but I think that's what kind of makes it so magical mm. <laughs> because mm. it's so privately felt. It is so um, singularly uh, experienced within the soul that it's hard to, we call it the great mysteries. It's hard to put it in someone else's head that this is what it feels like. Um, so I really can't speak. I can speak to what she says that it is um, often the case that people want to be solitary. Now I'm finding that more and more uh, on a poll that I did for my own podcast. I found out that 80% of my listeners are solitary. Mm. And that could be because I'm always talking about the dangers of dogma. But um, solitary just means that that is the way you practice. It does not necessarily mean that you do not have community 
or friends that are like-minded. We get together for holidays. We celebrate the, you know, the solstice and we share food and um, drums around a fire and laugh. And there's still community. It's just significantly difficult in the South. Are you finding it? I mean, you have a great online community. Um, are oh, you, yes. Are you finding the online space to be a good place to to build uh, this a coven? Can you do a coven in the online space? Well, one could. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah. I personally would rather work with, um, I'm the teacher of my coven, yeah. so I personally would rather work with a student close to me. But if you'd asked me that question seven years ago, I would have said, absolutely not. Right. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, but through COVID and so many of our experiences, I have found the dearest friends online, mm -hmm. yeah. including yeah. yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that it could be done. Yeah. That's awesome. Amen. Yeah. As, as Raylene says, amen. Um, <clears throat> so friends, if you have comments or questions that you'd like to, uh, to bring in, you can put those in the chat section. Um, is this is total ignorance. Uh, me being totally good. Ignorant. I love those questions. I, uh, I love the freedom, um, that you are talking about when it comes to, to witchcraft. Uh, and I don't know if that's a word that you would use for it, but, and the, the, the dogma that gets like really, that can get really dangerous and oppressive. Um, are there, are there like, I don't know, like, is it, is it, it is it kind of a free for all, uh, when it comes to spirituality in the witchcraft tradition? Is it, are there, like as Heather said, there are some, are there like rules um, or is it basically uh, there's a tradition, but you're kind of making it your own uh, and not making it up as you go, but um, kind of making it your own as you go. That again is a very broad uh, question, but I think I can pull a few things out for you and I think the first thing I would um, say is I was asked one time uh, I was at a pagan pride day and I was accosted by a, a church, several men from the church circled myself and two of my friends. And they kept asking, how do we know, um, you know, what keeps us in line? You know, what, what keeps us in line? Uh, are we not held to any precepts? Mm. <clears throat> I think it is a horrible misconception to believe that. I mean, I would speak for my atheist friends here that we need uh, a religious, and I'm saying that word on purpose, not spiritual, mm -hmm. a religious mm -hmm. code yes. um, to have ethics. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I just do not buy into that. I understand the need uh, to do that if you're going to do religion on a large scale. And that can get political. <laughs> and so, you know, no harm, no foul, but it has had a lot of harm and foul. Yeah. So I cannot speak for all traditions in the craft because there are so many. Uh, for instance, Gardnerian uh, Wicca have their um, um, precepts. I don't know that I call them rules, but precepts of engagement. Um, I have my own. 
I think you would be stunned to find that they are don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat, don't hurt okay. anyone. <laughs> heard those before. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> no murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost uh, it's almost shocking that yeah. I, I would have that moral code. Um, and, and I'm surrounded by like-minded witches. We do believe that energy out, energy in, which means that um, at least my coven does what we put out can come back upon us fairly hard. And so therefore whatever we put out probably needs to be a good thing mm-hmm. as much as possible. We do believe in autonomy and that is the word I would use. Um, we don't hold each other to anything in my group. We, we believe in autonomy because as, as a woman's body is her body yeah. um, for instance, yeah. Uh, so is one's soul to decide where it goes. And and then we believe that very intensely um, that you can't police a soul. It's up to the individual in our cases. Usually we don't get a lot of intercession. We are held accountable immediately. So if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, <laughs> are there rules? Yes, but they tend to be self-imposed. Okay. Okay. Are there like... <laughs> Scary, huh? <laughs> I'm fascinated, and we're getting a lot of comments. <laughs> like this is fascinating, um, and I just am. I'm. Uh, it, so there are self-imposed rules. It, well, there uh, tend to be. Yes, mm-hmm. they tend to be. So, uh, like in my tradition, you would look to something like maybe the Bible, or like I'm in the United Church of Christ, and we've got a tradition um, of tragically uh well not as much in our case but you know it tends to be old white dudes who who have told us how to think about these things (laughs) um and uh we're we're doing much better these days uh fortunately but is there is there like uh is there like a general code book like if somebody were to be like i guess here's what i'm asking okay if somebody were to be like uh, I love what Seva is talking about. This is fantastic. Uh, where should I go to learn more? <laughs> you should go to oh com and uh, learn more there. But like, well, uh, if you wouldn't mind me doing a shout out, then I would say that because there are so many different fa- fashion of uh, what's the word here, types of witches, um, where to go to learn more podcast uh that witch life podcast um are not a particular path-based podcast and they talk about all things witchcraft there's so many wonderful things to learn including the history um you know things like divination they could learn a lot of things from there they do a lot more exploratory teaching on that podcast i think i do a lot of Reflection, um, interior reflection and storytelling, but there are good books. You know, I wrote my dissertation on, um, on the great mother goddess. I got away with that. And yeah, there's a lot of wonderful books. Um, when God was a woman, um, one of my favorite authors in paganism, uh, witchcraft specifically is Carol P. Christ. (laughs) The irony there is Uh beautiful. Um, I really love being able to say in my dissertation, Christ says yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> that God is a woman. Um, <laughs> and that's a good one. Um, 
uh, Wiccan, I know of many Wiccan delightful friends of mine. I am not Wiccan, but I know of them and they have, um, they sometimes and sometimes do not subscribe by the read R E D E the Wiccan read. And of course, um, there was Gerald Gardner who had a lot to write about as well. And Scott Cunningham, if you're interested in, in all things Wiccan and, but I'm not a Wiccan scholar and I would hate to go any further in this direction. I could really step on some toes y'all. And I don't want to do that. Okay. Okay. I don't want to do that at all, but I would listen to some very nice podcasts out there and do some learning. And you're right. We're not all the same. I see. What is this? We've, we've got, we've got a lot of comments here. Um, uh, Lynn says I've been practicing uh, Christo pagan for 20 years. Uh, I know there's, there's a lot of controversy in, in uh in wiccan and pagan circles around uh christo pagan but uh lynn has uh lynn has found that to be a uh i know and a lot of folks that i interact with have found that to be a deep spiritual uh uh path uh to take which is awesome um i'm gonna read this question in a little bit but um you'd mentioned your dissertation oh oh mm-hmm. on the great mother is that yeah yeah can you tell us a little bit about the great mother i can tell you a little bit about yeah i can tell you about that but i can't go any further on the dissertation because it was published under my real name okay yeah but the great mother sure i um did uh, years and years and years of study you know as a child i went through um quite the trauma i'm going to be very careful with that quite the trauma Um, And it was at the hands of uh, the Christian white patriarchy in the deep South. Um, I remember the first time that it occurred to me that I didn't have to kneel to a man. Mm. I would have never been spiritual if I had not had that option. You know, for me, it was critical. And then I found this great body of work Mm. on how all these other cultures and all these wonderful lands are all the way back to 32,000 years ago, worshiped a great mother, you know, the Venus of Willendorf, you know, and all these other wonderful images. And it opened up the door for me. It just, you know, we, we have trouble uh, when we genderize things too heavily, where we don't allow for fluidity. And I think that that is one of the biggest and probably the most um, scary conversations anyone can have is when we consider that the divine may argue with our genderizing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but I needed to see it. Um, I needed to see her. I needed to see that that's what would heal me. And, um, but yeah, I, I would definitely check out those books I told you about. There's a great body of knowledge out there. That regretfully, regretfully, um, the rise of Christianity necessarily meant the demise of goddess worship and all things, uh, you know, for instance, before, you know, uh, the image of the goddess could be both maternal and even have to go to battle for her people. Um 
you know, I always like to say she could be malevolent or benevolent. It depended on if you're hurting her people <laughs> or, you know, she was less fractured. She yeah. was less sanitized. And then and the rise of Christianity, a lot of that was uh, dressed over. I know a lot of people say dressed down. No, dressed over. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Things laid on top of her where, you know, no more sexuality. We, we have to you know, just understand this as a pure maiden in the sky. She was either that or a monster. Mm -hmm. Or a worse word I will not say. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that that still prevails. You... I um, wanted to know about the history of witchcraft, and I would say, go look at the history of midwifery, mm. because they would often be tied together and were um, chased down and treated horribly and um, you know, subverted uh, by Christianity, because they couldn't be under the control of a patriarchal system. So that's a lot of what I wrote about. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I went oh, on. Great. <clears throat> That's perfect. Uh, Lynn says there's a new book I love called Jesus, the Ultimate Shaman. Uh, so that, that's, that sounds like fun. I'm reminded of when Jesus compares himself to a mother hen uh, protecting mm -hmm. her, her chicks, right? So the mother image is in there. Um, I would also add that Jesus the Magician is a wonderful book. Oh, oh, I I should get that one. I you know my favorite my favorite bit of magic is when Jesus turns water into wine uh, yeah. and keeps the party going. So I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> That's a good one. That's my favorite favorite miracle slash magic. Um, Liza says again with uh, uh, that we had mentioned how there's. A lot of these practices that could be viewed as witchcraft mentioned throughout the Bible. Where do you stand mm -hmm. when it comes to openly practicing these rituals or being a witch and still openly being a Christian? Uh, I guess um, that I sounds know, like it's for you. That's a that's a me question. Yeah. Um, well, I speaking. Uh, she continues speaking more to how legalistic most Christians can be. Do you believe that as long as we put God or the source first? that it's not wrong and it shouldn't be demonized or how do we hold space for our friends and family and others? Uh, I, I am against demonizing in general. <laughs> uh, you, uh, Seba, are helping me answer this question because earlier you mentioned Magi uh, when you were talking about how this has been seen throughout world history. And, yes. and uh it's in Matthew chapter, what chapter is it? Three, where, uh, or was it, I don't know. Anyway, in the beginning of the gospel of Matthew, it's the Magi who come from the East following a star. <laughs> this is astrology here, people, um, <laughs> right? And these are Magi known as magicians. They often get, uh, we talked about this on, on your show, they often get translated as wise men. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was a move to go uh, against what they were actually were, which was magicians. They were magi. They were, they were witches of the ancient world. And they were led by the great mother or God or the divine or whatever uh, in my tradition to find more of God in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when we're talking about magic and magicians and stuff it's it's right there and there are tragically 
other passages in the Bible that are um, that are horrible, <laughs> and <laughs> I, we don't follow them anymore, including passages on slavery. And uh, there are also passages uh, that are highly uh, debated as to whether or th as to whether they're talking about witches or something else. Um, people who uh, use uh, uh, there's uh, this there's an idea that these were folks who were using who were poisoning people uh, with potions and stuff, and they were like, "That's not good. <laughs> you shouldn't do that." Uh, and so uh, there's just a lot of controversy if you look into those passages. But when it comes to uh, witchcraft in the Bible, you you can see it in many different places, including the Magi who use a form of witchcraft. I don't know if we would use. I don't know if we would say astrology is a form of witchcraft. I don't know. I'm ignorant. <laughs> but then we all are. <laughs> right. I mean, but th these are things that Christians have tended to say, don't do astrology. Well, there it is right there yeah. in yeah. the beginning of the story where astrology, astronomers, astrologists, uh, people who follow the stars find God, more of God in the world. See, this just feels more like a conversation that makes me want to say, there it is again, where we're being divorced from the natural world. The stars are a part of the natural world. All of this um, separation from nature doesn't feel godly to me. Yes. Um, I, in fact, I, as I've stated, that's the only place I find mm. her, um, him, for people who would want to gender that way. And I, I can't imagine what looking to the stars why that would be evil if 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 we all understand them as also created divinely demonizing anything come on we all believe that there is evil out there in the world there's enough of that on its own we don't have to point to Man. a statue of isis and say there it is yes. Yes. <laughs> i found it i now have evil because evil just like the sacred is almost impossible to hold in your hand um it's slippery like that yeah you know but the sacred is something that we have to experience you know in a very moving way we can't hold that either Perfect. i guess what i'm trying to say is that sometimes i think we imagine evil where it doesn't exist and miss it where it does mm. Mm. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, Heather says, uh, are you, do you know, drawing down the moon? Uh, would you recommend drawing down the moon? Yes, I, I certainly would. Um, I think it's beautiful. It is Wiccan in nature Okay. and Wiccans are wonderful, wonderful people. And, uh, yeah, you, regardless if you're like me, even if you were a witch that was not, uh, say gardenerian or, um, a Dianic, you could still learn from another path. I know I learn from Pastor Adam all the time. What is? So, can you can you say what Gardenerian and the other term is? Oh, I really wish I didn't have to define no. them. Okay, I, no, no, don't do it then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I will step on toes. But okay, you're just like opening my world up to all kinds of new things, and I'm just. So um, curious. I would I'm say that a friend of mine, Zuzina Budapest, uh, you could look her up okay. and I and learn a lot about Dianic, um, and then also uh, Gerald Gardner. But 
not necessarily only him. Um, there's the fairy faith and there's, I think, different sections of that. And, um, and it is way more um, embedded in olden ways and Celtic cultures than you would ever believe and has less to do with Walt Disney fairies than you would think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love learning from different traditions. Right. I believe I can find God everywhere. I love it. I love it. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that is an excellent, uh, excellent phrase. I think I can find God everywhere uh to end our conversation on this this was fantastic and uh thank you so much seva for being here love the conversation as always and friends if you love this conversation uh go check out seva's website southern fried can you tell us a bit about your website yeah name? uh the southern cool. yes <laughs> where did i get it from yeah or? Oh, well, honey, I'm a wonderful cook. (laughs) (laughs) I've been cooking since I was a tiny little girl. And I'm also a kitchen witch, which means that I grow my food. And I believe that I can create magic through food that if I put the love and intent into that process, I sing, I dance in the kitchen. Mm. I have, um, you know, beautiful little herbs hanging everywhere. And I believe that I can spin magic into a chocolate pie like nobody's business. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, someday I need to come get some magic chocolate pie. Yes, yes. Well, I do have a book coming up and I will be traveling your way. Oh, so. fantastic. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah. I, w- I would love that. That would be so good, so good. And uh Thank you, everybody. Check out Seva's podcast, Southern Fried Witch. And uh, thank you so much for this conversation. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Jeff says, please open a restaurant. We are all yes, about sir. with <laughs> restaurant right now. So <laughs> that sounds amazing. So well, uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. And uh, go check out Southern Fried Witch. And uh, everybody, I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. We will do this uh, actually, uh, I'm going to be gone next week because uh, I'm going to be in Northern Ireland, um, actually. I am uh, going to a peace conference there, so a peace and conflict resolution conference. So I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks, um, so keep your eye out for the next episode of One Question with Pastor Adam. And uh, until next time, may the goddess, the mother goddess... Mm-hmm be with you friends have a blessed be y'all blessed be blessed be (laughs) take care everybody oh my gosh thank you so much